Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Last night, Super Bowl Sunday, was amazing, as it should be for all Lions and Rams fans. Congrats, Bengals, for making it to the Super Bowl, but congratulations to Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams for winning the Super Bowl. My man, Matt Stafford, and if you're in my generation, you'll know that he goes by frat stafford and i'll explain that in a little bit he finally got his first ring after 12 long years with detroit and one unforgettable season with the rams he has done it and that is all we're going to discuss on this episode of the get stoked podcast here we go The Rams have done it, winning 23-20 over the Cincinnati Bengals. The Los Angeles Rams have won a Super Bowl, their second in franchise history. Matthew Stafford's first ever. Props to Matthew Stafford. Going 26-40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. And Cooper Cup, the MVP of this game, Eight receiving catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. I have to say, the first half wasn't as exciting as the second because the stakes were so much higher in the second half than they were in the first. But overall, overall, the stakes of this game were high. You have the 10 and 7 Bengals coming into this game as the clear underdogs for the whole playoff, really. They've been the underdogs. The entire playoff, including the Super Bowl. And they exceeded every single expectation. Every single one. Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, going off. And I'll get to that nickname here in a second. Matthew Stafford, Fred Stafford, going off. What a, this, was, this was exciting. It really was exciting. I'll share my thoughts in a little bit. But before I do... So the Frat Stafford and the Joe Shiesty nicknames, they kind of came from old pictures of them. One <laughs> with Matthew Stafford being in a backwards cap, tank top, beer, two girls on the side in a photo. Looks like he's from college. Hence the name Frat Stafford came up. Joe Shiesty, he has sunglasses on. He's looking good. He's smiling in a post-game press conference. He's looking good. So that's kind of a quick recap of where they came from. And when Aaron Donald was having that post-game interview, the one thought that first came through my mind was Kevin Garnett's post-game speech when he and the Celtics won the finals. And when Kevin Garnett screams, anything is possible, that's that's the first thought that came into my mind. And I, I loved it. It was great. Got a good laugh out of it. And everyone, <laughs> everyone around me thought it was phenomenal. It was funny. And it, I thought it, sh- it should have happened like that, <laughs> honestly. I, I would have laughed a lot if it did. Uh, but it kind of would have been fitting. But that's more Gar- Kevin Garnett's thing. So my thoughts on this game. Bengals offensive line slipped a lot. 
allowing seven sacks for 43 yards of loss, while the offensive line for the Rams only allowed two sacks for 13 yards of loss. So that's a big difference right there. With a good amount of those sacks coming in the second half, and between these two teams, it was it was neck and neck. Total yards, 313 Rams, 305 Bengals. Time of possession, three, not three, 30 minutes, 47 seconds for the Rams. 29 minutes, 13 seconds for the Bengals. 18 first downs for the Rams, 15 for the Bengals. It was close. It was back and forth. The Bengals came to play. There's no question about it. What affected them the most was the late penalties, the offensive line crumbling against the pressure from the Rams, and the run game. Their run game has been pretty consistent all season. It there it was basically non-existent this game. Yes, they got a few yards. Rams got less, but it was it didn't really have that big of an impact in this game as I thought. It was the passing game carried both teams. It. The defense carried both teams, and the the Rams' offense held the defense of the Bengals pretty well. They held them very well, and they played their hardest when they needed to. They made the right calls and plays when they needed to. They executed when they needed to. The Bengals did the same but were thrown off by the penalties in the late of the game, the sacks, the miscommunication, what have you. And I'd have to say this second half of the game was more exciting than the first half because of all of those things and because of how high the stakes truly are in the second half after the halftime show, after the beginning of the game, after you can address the mistakes in the first half and say, okay, let's work on them a little bit and let's get back on a roll. And the and the Bengals did just that. They came out hot in the second half. The first less than 20 seconds into the first half, second half, touchdown. And then an interception, and then a field goal. What? Bengals, you I thought that you were going to win this game off of that. You guys went up 20 to to 13. 10 point lead. Then the Rams hit a field goal, make it 16-20, and then that late Cooper Cup touchdown for Matt Stafford, that solidified the game. But the defense put the last nail in the coffin for the Bengals. And I have to say, the penalties really hurt the Bengals. They really did. With the Bengals' middle linebacker having that defensive holding call against Cooper Cup, a little unsportsmanlike plays there. Uh, There's a whole number of them that I could call. In the second half, the first half, crickets, 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 crickets. Where were the calls? Where were the penalties? Yeah, I understand the argument of, oh, let them play, let them play. But you have to have some officiating there. You can't just be standing on the sidelines like a blind man walking the street. There was, there was a lot of contact in that first half, but there's a whole lot more in the second half. And given that T. Higgins had that uncalled face mask hold against Jalen Ramsey to have it go on for the touchdown. They, I swear the refs just turned an eye. They turned an eye. They looked the other way. Rams fans were angry. Sean McVay was angry. 
the whole sideline was angry. But in, but the referees turned away. They said, oh, there's nothing going on. Sorry. I'm blind. I'm sorry. Refs make or break the game, I swear. They make or break the game. They made the game for the Rams at the end, but they broke the game for the Bengals. And I'm not trying to blame it solely on the referees. They did their job when they needed to, other than the first half. I'm just saying the calls that they make can swing the game one way or another. And that comes time and time again. That comes in every game that has passed in human history. And that's just not for football. That's for every sport. But the Bengals could not capitalize on the opportunities that were given to them late in the game. Like the Rams had a couple three and out plays and the the Bengals could not capitalize. The Rams could capitalize by marching down the field and then giving the Bengals less of an opportunity to return or less of an opportunity to get into better field goal range or better field position for that matter. But the bottom line is the Rams won. Bengals played their hearts out, basically. Joe Burrow, being a sophomore quarterback, played his heart out. Props to him for leading a 10-7 Bengals through the playoffs, which is arguably little harder than the Rams, given that they had to go through the Raiders, the Titans, and the, the then-Super Bowl favorite Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. And they almost took down the Rams to do it. I would, I would be, I would just be happy if I were on the Bengals organization. I would be happy that we even made it to the Super Bowl because it's been over thirty years since they last did that. And I, I was impressed. I was truly impressed by their performance. Yes, there could have been things that have been better. Yes, they could have executed better. Yes. The referees could have made a little bit more calls in the first half. But overall, great game. Great performance. I'm happy for Matt Stafford getting his first Super Bowl ring. And props to props to the Stafford family. Kelly Stafford has gone through a lot with that brain tumor, her surgery, recovery, rehabilitation. Matthew Stafford being there for her every step of the way. And they're celebrating it as a family. And that's truly exciting. Uh, One of the Rams players, number 12, I think, Jefferson, won the Super Bowl. His wife was in labor. And three hours later, later, he has his own child. So he's celebrating two two victories, the birth of his child and the Super Bowl. And that is exciting. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. winning his first after three teams. After a terrible, what looks like an ACL injury, I know he's being evaluated today. Uh, No news yet on it, but props to all of those guys, the Rams. You guys earned this win. You really did. And as a Lions fan, it was fun to see our former quarterback win and actually play for a different team and actually play for a competent organization that could actually go on and win Super Bowls and in my honest opinion Aaron Donald should have gotten MVP for how he performed he put more defensive pressures on Joe Burrow than I could count and it was a lot he 
got the sacks when he needed to. He pressured. He stopped very important plays when he needed to, and he did a really good job. Congrats for Cooper Cup getting the MVP. I think he was almost as deserving. You could you could have put anyone on the MVP and say, hey, they did a great job. MVP. You could have put Matt Stafford as MVP. You could have put Aaron Donald as MVP. You could have put even Von Miller as MVP. But Cooper Cup got it, so congrats to him. And uh, as I'm moving on and trying to break this down for you, which as an amateur podcaster, it's a little harder to do than how you see it on TV. But I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. Uh, but one of our family friends uh, texted me this morning uh, saying he's looking forward to my analysis of the game. Uh, his first question was, uh, was it more or less exciting than you expected? Well, I think I answered that question. It was, um, but I'm going to break it down a little bit farther. I'm, I'm just basically going to say it again. Uh, but the second half was more exciting than the first half. But overall, the game was it was more exciting than I thought. The stakes were higher. Both teams played their hearts out. And it was, it, it's really tough to say, really. I think the hype was there. The, I think what made it better was the halftime show. That was great, I thought. Uh, I know not a lot of people liked it. But overall, the positive, it was positive feedback. Uh, but a lot of nostalgia, really. But overall, I liked it. Great performance by Mary G. Blige, uh, Snoop Dogg. I almost said Jay-Z there. I'm thinking Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, 50 Cent making an appearance. I thought it was great. I really did. And then and then he goes on to say, it all came down to the two defenses. Again, not denying that Cup is a great receiver and all, having a Hall of Fame year. It came down to those two defenses, which I'll have to agree on. It did. It was a very defensive game. It was gut-wrenching and sweaty and brutal the whole way through but both offensive lines couldn't hold back their opposing defenses and neither QB outperformed the other I I think that's a very interesting take given that Joe Barrow and Matthew Stafford's statistics they're virtually similar the team statistics are virtually similar if you look online and they really did not outperform each other they played both they both played very well with Matthew Stafford having two interceptions and Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow having none. But on the flip side, Joe Burrow had seven sacks to Matthew Stafford's two. They're basically neck and neck. What really came down to it, it was the brilliant play call by Sean McVay, the execution by Matthew Stafford in the offensive line. And Cooper Cup coming in clutch. Cooper Clutch. I know that's... I saw that somewhere, but... at that's not mine to say. It's not mine to copyright, but I thought I, I thought that was a good name for Cooper Cup, Cooper Clutch. That's really good. And other than Odell's departure due to injury, the biggest difference was the Rams' defense stopping the Bengals on their final drive. Poor decision for second down to run the ball in second down. Uh, that that is very true. Uh, that was definitely a biggest. The big difference was the Rams' defense on the last drive of the Bengals, waning seconds of the game. 
I don't know what the Bengals were doing trying to run on second down. I thought a pass play would have benefited them a whole lot more, but that's what they decided. You can't change it now. And then my then our friend goes on to say, uh, I'm sorry, I'm reading this as I'm going along. The Bengals' inability to hold off the Rams' final four minutes on their slow drive and the first down due to penalty. QBs expect to get a PI call and PI's pass interference, if you weren't aware, when they're throwing passes from inside the five-yard line. That is true. There was, a f- uh, especially on the Rams' last drive to get the touchdown to put them in the lead, there's three distinct penalties I can recall. The defensive holding, unsportsmanlike conduct, and a defensive pass interference. Those three penalties set up first and goal at least two times for the Rams. And they it looked like they capitalized on two of them, but then they were called back because of the defensive penalties. And the third time was the that was the kicker. And I that's a great analysis by our friend Sandy Riley. That is his name. Great guy. And uh, I couldn't agree more. I agree with everything that he said. Odell's Odell's injury, it was big for the Rams, but it wasn't significantly big where they were going to lose the game. Uh, and it was a it was a terrible ACL injury. Like no one was around him. That was just him trying to stop and turn and cut. And it, it's truly unfortunate to see him a player go down like that, given that his history of injuries, especially with ACL injuries. But again, his injury wasn't significant enough for them to lose the game. It would have been beneficial to have him just to give the Bengals defense a little more confusion and a little more uh, talent to face against. But I, I I have to hand it to both defenses. They both played great. The, the Rams offense played a little bit better than the Bengals defense other than the penalties, but it was a great game. It really was. I hope both fan bases enjoy this game. It was a packed house at SoFi Stadium. Again, the halftime show was amazing. I'd say it's a top 20 performance for me, something that I didn't really expect. I like the creativity, but overall, props to Matthew Stafford, props to Joe Burrow, and both organizations for making it this far and the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I know I said this the last few episodes. I'm saying it one more time. Since the Rams won, I am getting a Stafford jersey. I have not decided whether it's a Detroit jersey or a Rams jersey. I will have to see. I'm kind of leaning towards the Rams jersey. But we will see when I decide here in a little bit. But that has been my analysis, my amateur analysis, if you will, of the Super Bowl. And it was definitely one for the record books. It wasn't more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't as memorable. If you, let's say you look back on this game 10 years, it wasn't, it's memorable. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't a game where you can give it a nickname uh, kind of like, uh, what's a big one? I guess New England versus the Giants or Philly versus the Patriots 
really the Patriots against anyone if you really have to go that far, given that Tom Brady's been in 14 Super Bowls, winning seven of them. But again, props to both teams for making it to the Super Bowl. This was a very fun game, especially in the second half. And I, of course, can't wait to see what they do next season. We'll see, and we will stay tuned and wait a long few months. Before I go, I know this is going to be just the Super Bowl, but I wanted to update on the Olympics as they are still going on. I believe it's the last few days of the Olympics. And uh, USA, I think, is in third now. If I am reading this correctly, with them having seven gold medals, they are climbing up to where Norway is, who has 21 overall medals. So overall, it goes Norway and then ROC, which I I honestly think is Russia. It's always confusing when it comes to the Olympics. And then the U.S. with... Norway leading everyone with nine gold medals, and then Germany with eight, U.S. with seven. Uh, But I believe it is the last few days of the Winter Olympics uh, with the women's gold medal game against our fellow country to the north. Canada is coming up. I believe that's today or tomorrow. But if you're watching the Olympics, stay tuned. I might give you an update again. And I know I said on the last episode uh, that I put out an episode Wednesday, but I decided to do it today because what's a better time than Valentine's Day to do it? But that is kind of the quick thing I wanted to share. Team USA, let's go. Go USA. Make us proud. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. If you like what you hear, share it with your friends, family, people you know, coworkers, whoever. I'm always looking for ways to improve and to spread the awareness of this podcast. If you need a new podcast to listen to, this is it. And to kind of grow the audience and to learn about my audience a little bit more. And I'm always looking for new ways to improve. I know I just said that. Uh, But we will be back on Friday with some basketball content. Thinking about doing some hockey The Red Wings have been on a three-game win streak. You know what? Yeah, I'll do hockey. I'll bring in the Red Wings. I'll bring in the Kraken. I'll bring in the Predators, Ducks, whatever team you want to listen to. And I will give you a way-too-early power rankings for the NFL. But until Friday, have a great week, everyone. We will see you then.